somebody did it after him. Hello, audio only, audio read file, audio files, re read pile, audio files. We are getting set up for today's episode so you get to hear behind the scenes things. What, who are you looking up? The artist now? Mm -hmm. What's the artist? will be the one time we don't do a secondary recording and it all fails so yeah you might as well go get the laptop because I don't know if I'm interested in tempting fate that much this week Village. Oh no. Oh no. Not on the most important state. not on the most important comic ever predict ever printed. No, future state.
It's emotionally damaged. All right, and that is recording. El, while you're up there, you want to you want to go live. You want to hit the go live. All you gotta do is touch the white bar. Oh God. Here oh we God. Go. Oh God. You did it. You did it. You did the go live. Congratulations. Thank you. Well done. Good morning, everyone. It is I, the Sussman, Rick Sussman, seen here in my summer attire, where my clothing just continues to get less and less and less and less until ultimately I'm just wearing a pair of tiny shorts. Why? Because it's hot. Sitting to my left, to your right, is the uh, incomparable, the unstoppable, the immaculately lip-bombed Angry Nerd Girl, the original Angry Nerd Girl herself, Elle Lestrange. Elle, good morning. <laughs> Happy not Independence Day <laughs> <laughs> and to you. <laughs> the cat is destroying your jacket. That's okay. The jacket's there for the cat to destroy it. I'd rather the cat destroy my work uh, sweater that they gave me rather than the irreplaceable uh, stickers that I was given on one of my birthdays by someone who I care about greatly. On today's episode of The Read Pile, we have small stacks to cover, which is great because the last couple of weeks, I'm going to be honest, they were a bit much. Mine are so small. Mine was small last week. It's small this week. Yeah, well, again, 11... Wither, but silver, a good prize. Oh, uh, one of the uh, writers who we started following uh, for Punisher War Journal just started uh, following, uh, saying hello. I will be getting to a review of Punisher War Journal Blitz shortly. Uh, spoiler, it was awesome! Uh, before we get started on our comic reviews, though, Elle and I do like to uh, discuss a little bit of the comic book news. If you've never tuned into the show before... We've been doing the podcast in some form or another for about six years now, in one way or another, maybe even longer than that. We took I don't a know, too we, long. yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> we took a little bit of a break, uh, but now we've been back for a couple of years. So how the show works is very simple. Elle and I introduce ourselves. Hello. Hi. We then talk about whatever major nerd news there was for the week. At mm -hmm. some point, let's say for instance right now, a cat off camera is going to make me do something miserable to her because I must uh, avenge, avenge my fallen statues that she keeps knocking over. After we get done with our review of whatever news items are for the week, we then go into our actual read pile comic book reviews. This week, there is not a whole lot in the way of comic book news because, as I've mentioned on the show before, we are not a political podcast. We are not a podcast that follows politics or tries to make it an incorporation of our show. However, there are certain moments in history where pod, uh, politics are thrust upon us. And Elle and I would both... Well, actually, I don't really have a lot of say in the matter. I'm going to leave it to Elle. Well, I'm not going to have a big discussion about it. Oh. I, don't, I don't want to do that today. Fair enough. <laughs> Needless to say, the big news of the week is the fact that uh, there is no independence for women in America anymore. Uh, or for people with wombs, I should say, in America anymore. Because they don't necessarily have to be women, uh, as we all know. And it sucks. Uh, and sadly, it was the overwhelming dominant story of the week in every way, shape, and form. It shaped our entire week, uh, even though it only happened on Friday, which adorable. At any rate, it really did put a damper on the week's events, uh, and it does make it difficult to try and focus on fun things. Like we had, we did have a lot of our favorite artists and writers announce that they are going. <laughs> Sorry, uh, one of our cats noticed that the audio file makes a little like. Uh, like a thing whenever I talk, so now he's trying to attack the screen. And Onyx, please don't destroy my screens, buddy. He's turned it off before doing that. Yeah, he has. Here, let me get let me get his distraction. 
They love paper. Go get it. At any rate, it does make things difficult to discuss. Uh, I did see a number of books uh, get announced this week. Uh, Amanda and Jimmy have a book coming out. I think it's called Boom Pow that I just retweeted before the show uh, that I'm interested. Uh, we love Amanda and Jimmy. Not only are they local to Orlando, they're friends of ours, friendly with us, I should say. I shouldn't go as far. But they also have very great chemistry as far as writing and creating books, and we tend to love their books. So that's great news, too. But It's hard to find anything that's not good. It's just hard to focus on positives. So unless there's anything you want to add, and you said you don't, uh, we can move right along into comic book reviews. Sounds good. All right, excuse me just one moment, though. Buddy? I know. Earlier I was watching Barbara over here. She was wanting to Come here, bub. knock some stuff down. Come on, and now we have, we have an onyx. Onyx, and he's showing you his rectum. That's how you know a cat loves you. Here's my butthole. All right, Lauren, or Elle, pardon me. I caught you your shoot name. Elle, go ahead and uh, get to your comic book reviews. Okay, so like I said. Uh, she called this last week. Uh, but uh, this week I do have my pick of the week picked ahead of time. I figured. So yes. This is in order. Um, <laughs> my list was very short this yes, week. Yes, it, it happens sometimes. Only two and books. I don't know what my list looks like for next week. It's Could be twelve. Doubled. Could be thirty. It happens. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's all random, and then my comic shop always finds something else to give me. <laughs> as as evidenced as by. As should. Yes. And I very much. <laughs> so, helps out. so speaking, speaking of, of something that was she's learning transitions helps me <laughs> the illusion witch this is the illusion witch from behemoth comics um behemoth of course brought us the amazing uh adventures of uh, oh what is the cat's name uh, cinnamon which we adore yes uh, and I miss. uh huh and I miss. yeah where is cinnamon issues give us more cinnamon issues are we missing something i, I don't know anyway so uh, we always look for Behemoth on the shelf because they tend to be pretty good as far as what we consider and short print run yeah, books. Yeah, a lot of good stuff comes out of Behemoth, and I, you know, decided to read it. I, I think what it is is I tend to try to find those um, you try to find smaller those books. comics and everything because yeah. a lot of times you know they get they get missed because they're not on the normal like, yes what's released yes. this week list. yes. And so I tend to try to put more effort into looking into right. books like that because it's like, hey, you know. But yeah. this was actually on the list of things um, that had an interest to me, but I didn't know on entirely a, if they would have it on the shelf, and I was very happy that they did. I was going to say on a, on a, on a And week. that they pulled it for me, like, like they knew. <laughs> well, on a week where you may have had like seven or eight books on your pile already, you probably would have just sort of breezed by this one. It, it, but yeah, and I'm glad that it didn't happen that way, because this issue um, in particular was actually very good. You got to learn a lot about the character. Mm. Um, I don't know if I'm saying her name correctly. Anya? Is it, or Anya? It's A-N-N-Y-A. A-N-N-Y-A. That could be Anya. That could be Anya. Anya? That, that could okay. be An or it could be Enya. Enya. Like Anya. An I'm going to say Anya, because right? that's what I've been saying in my head while I was reading it. Uh, I, love, I love I, that. I will I love definitely. This, this is how it sounds in my is, head. This is what I know exactly. 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 I know 
I'm going to continue with that pronunciation, and I'm going to find out that it's wrong, and I'm going to have to retrain my brain for issue two. All the time. I know exactly what you're talking about. It happens a lot. It happens a lot. <laughs> so, if you don't know, if you, this is the first time you're tuning in, I have some mild dyslexia. It's not bad or anything, but I will change letters around. And this causes me every now and again to pronounce things incorrectly. But in my head, it's, it's totally fine. <laughs> so, the story of Anya. Yeah. So, she actually learns about magic, like illusion magic. Illusion magic. Yes. Uh, from her father at a young age and is raised to just learn, 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 and perfect. Oh, is this real this magic path. or is this, you know, like pick a just card? No, yeah, pick a card. Okay. Uh, so you don't really see anything like entirely magical, mystical in the, these like flashbacks of her childhood and, you know, her little timeline. I got you. Uh, but you do get that feel that there's more to things that are going on. Okay. And then you are introduced to uh, this cute badger uh, from another realm that has a key and is apparently looking for her. So there is more to this magic I'm feeling that she's aware of, and she is needed. So the, you, now you yeah. are, you're starting to see like she must have more powers than she realizes. Let me let me see if I got this right. Correct me if I'm wrong. This feels. Yeah. Zatanna meets Alice in Wonderland? I don't know. A little bit. Okay. Maybe, okay. maybe, okay. maybe. But okay. you do get this like harsh story of hers where you know, magic has taken over her life to mm. the point that she's lost people in her life and weren't there for them. So you, you do get a lot of feel of her and where she's coming from and being introduced. Not yet. She doesn't know about this yet. But you're seeing that she's going to be introduced to this big journey. Gotcha. Uh, now she's needing to help others. So she's always been there just for herself. So is she going to take the job? Yeah. Is she going to help? Is, you're going to see a lot of changing with this character. You already know that, even just by the first issue. And I, I'm i super excited. Ah. So I, I was very much surprised. Uh, when I was kind of glancing through it, well, I kind of read a little bit about it before I got to the comment shop, and I was like, well, Okay, and then I saw the artwork and I was like, "It's very pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I like it." Uh, so yes, I was very, very happy uh, that I picked it up. Always, always a fan of the soft core uh, variety uh, with your comic books. We have an entire stack of Xenoscope books that L refuses to part with. That has a similar bent to the to the very pretty. Not really. Very pretty. I don't think so. You got that feel? I did not. There, there was a couple of, uh, uh, we'll say, cheesecake-ian drawings in there. That is you your feel. style. If you feel. You love well, that Well, I mean, if you, if you really want to talk about <laughs> That's a fair foods. point. That's a fair point. If you want to talk about food. Here I am. Next, trying, I'm trying to give next you. next review. Yeah, I'm trying to give you shit. You're over here like, mm, let me just talk about my Elvira looks. I'm sorry. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> fair enough. Excuse me. I can, I can talk to you. Yeah, well. Or the cleavage, at least. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> we love a bisexual horror queen. <laughs> oh, hello. Excuse me. Your tail is in the way. So Elvira in Horrorland. Yes, this is issue two. Yes. So just to kind of get you caught up here, the idea is that uh, she is now stuck uh, in 
this transition of going from movie to movie, right. and she's having to find the remote to get to the next movie, so eventually she can get out of this horror of a situation yeah, that she's in. You mentioned she's, very stay yes, tuned, like yeah. So she's she's stuck, um, but it creates so much hilarious just content, it, like it, it, just the puns. They change the names of everything right. just slightly for you know, I guess so they don't. Well, instead of Overlook Hotel, it's Overcooked Hotel. Yes. Uh, another thing, instead of uh, it being Jack Nicholson, yeah. um, I had to write it down as <laughs> I say it right. It's Nick Jackelson. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Stop it. You're such a jerk. Oh, my gosh. I still love you. <laughs> I would like to point out that did you sing the name of the title of the of the issue? Because as soon as I saw it, I sung it in my head. I did not. No, I did not. So, but once again, you Cooper. still have your puns galore. Yes. Um, all the little changes, I love it. Instead of Sandy, it's Mandy. Uh, so just those little changes that they, they made. <laughs> um, you're, you're, even in this issue, you get jokes from other movies that yeah. Jack Nicholson has been in. Yeah. And you can see how his character in the comic is like getting confused, like, no, what, what, what's going on here? And and once again, just like in the last issue, uh, this particular one uh, takes place in a movie. This one's The Shining. Right. Um, so you're seeing a lot of just the jokes that you expect to see. You see the scenes that you expect to see, the, the big ones. Because the whole point is that she needs to go find this remote and it's most likely somewhere big, like right. a big scene. Of right, 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 right. So uh, she's already starting to catch on on that, that part of her journey, that that's what she's got to do. I'm disappointed there's no scene with a Shelley Duvall with a cigarette Ash. I, yes, I know, I know. How great I was, would that have been? I was waiting for it. Well, like, the ash was, like, the entire, like, they could have done a splash page, right? And the ash was the top of the page all the way to the anything, bottom. Anything, anything. I, I really thought, you know, that they would point that out. But that was pretty much my only disappointment in the comic, <laughs> is that that reference was not made somewhere in the book. Uh, and do you want to know? Where we're going next? Uh, let's see. I will. I will tell you this: where she finds the remote. Yes. Is a hint, and then I will say that it is a certain doomed starship. <laughs> so we're. Is so what they say. So we're definitely doing Event Horizon, I guess. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say this. Um, if this helps, Room Two Thousand One. <laughs> I got it. You know, yes, yes. The puns are very clear for someone who's been literally studying Stanley Kubrick's films since he was 18. Everything, everything. I know there were so many spoilers there, and but it's still, you still have to read it to enjoy I, it. I will, I, I have to say one thing. I, I, we, we tagged the, uh, the writer, David Avalone, here. I'll and say this, you had to have watched these movies to really... Religiously. <laughs> um, so she's a coup. Brick house is now going to be stuck in my head whenever I hear a brick house. So thank you for that. I hate you. But <sighs> as good as these books were, and you appear to have enjoyed them, this is not yes. your pick of the week because your pick of the week was always destined to be. It was always destined to be the very final issue of Homesick Pilots. This was a book that on issue one you said okay. On issue two you said I have to get rid of this book. 
and then four issues in, it became one of the greatest books you've ever read. And I don't want that to sound like it's a bad thing. I'm I'm a bit of a jerk, <laughs> and I, I get very I don't know. I you get and, and, and it doesn't. It's not fair that when I have a huge stack yes. of comics, yes. that things kind of get a little lost because there's just so much. I'm I'm just per- like, you, you, you stuck with crazy. it. We we both agreed that issue six was really crazy. You yes, I will say this though. Um, the this issue is oh my god, okay, it, it's amazing. So uh, I'm not going to do a review of the entire series. I'm just going to concentrate on this particular issue. Um, but you know, the nuclear bastards in Meg. Uh, yeah, I'm Thank sorry, you. not nuclear bastards. Uh, homesick pilots and Meg. Meg is from the nuclear bastards. I got you. Uh, they basically are still, they are now trapped in this house that old James has completed. He needed his daughter, Juliet, as the last ghost to complete the house in a whole. Uh, he was able to do this in the last issue. Now we're at the point that the world around them is trying to get into this house because they don't understand it. It's caused so much destruction. Yes. It, just because it's sitting there not harming anybody now doesn't mean... It didn't already do a bunch of damage, and they don't know anything, so they're in fear that it might do more mm-hmm. damage uh, to those around it. Uh, and they're just stuck in there. They can't get out themselves. Uh, but they finally come out up with a huge plan to essentially just destroy the house within. Right. But what does that mean for them? Right, because they're ghosts. Uh, oh, yeah. And you start to notice little things, like now Meg can't talk to her friends through the blood anymore, mm-hmm. which is reason why. Right. Uh, and you're, you're just, you're seeing all of these major events happen so quickly. Decisions are made so quickly, because that's the whole point in this. They had to. You're, you're rushed into their energy very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just like you're just you're brought you're, you're the moment they, they decide that this is what they gotta do they don't have any time you don't have any time to make your decision yeah we gotta do this now yeah so uh, it was it was it was insane I I think overall this has a lot to do with uh, growing up and over just overcoming the hate and the evil in this world mm-hmm uh, one person in particular on their review referred to it as living fast, dying young. Yes, as as is notable of the rock and roll community. You know, yeah. Jim Hendrix, uh, uh, oh, the lead singer of The Doors, whose name I can no longer remember for some reason. But yeah, live fast, die young. It's it's a it's a part of the rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah, um, you know, sometimes we don't make it out of here without being damaged ourselves. So, Homesick Pilots, with a, a book that you only read as a lark, yeah. has this become one of your favorite stories of all time? I I believe so, and I and I know that it has a lot to do with the artwork too. Yes. Um, Casper Casper Windgard, pardon me. Yeah. Amazing art. You get everything. It, just the colors, uh, the way. Oh yeah. The emotions on everybody's face. 
the thing that sold you are brought in and you the the panel by panel just moved perfectly with the storyline and especially in this particular issue like i said you are sucked into uh, their energy and it just moves with yeah. the artwork too so the the one image of her covered in her friend's blood head to toe uh, i think it was like issue six or issue five or issue seven yeah. it was a while ago that is what made me realize wow this is really cool yeah um i mean it's 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 a definitely a pretty awesome series to pick up and read uh being only 15 issues actually kind of short it's essentially a maxi series, what yeah. we used to call maxi series, which were twelve issue miniseries. So it's a twelve issue miniseries with three, you know, extra with like an annual and then two extra books, essentially. But it's a fifteen issue story, and that's great. Yeah. It's great. So I don't know how they're going to bind it if they're just going to do one trade, maybe. They might do. They might do an omnibus style, uh, but you could just get away with two trades because two trades like six and six, so it'd be like eight and seven, maybe three trades. That'd probably be best. Six yeah. six six. <laughs> Also, well, no. everybody needs to definitely pick it up. Uh, it's an absolutely beautiful story with fantastic artwork. Thank you for that, The Read Pile, L. Lestrange. Mm -hmm. You may now disassociate after reading such emotional stuff. Uh, well, now I have Cats with Paper Wads. <laughs> cats with Paper Wads, name of my indie band. Moving on to my The Read Pile, and yes, as stated, it is starting with Punisher War Journal. Blitz, this is of course our latest version of Frank Castle, who is the leader of the hand. Um, this gets the first review, uh, the honorary first review spot, uh, because it is not quite my pick of the week, but it was really damn cool. We get to see uh, sort of the life and times of Punisher versus Hatemonger, and how the Punisher never really considered Hatemonger to be much of a threat, but Hatemonger was always giving uh, Punisher a reason to go to war. And War Journal is just... The War Journal books were always some of my favorite books because they were basically uh, like the Wonder Woman sensationals kind of thing. Okay. Where these are stories of Frank Castle that aren't necessarily in canon or at the exact moment of the regular ongoing, but they take place within. I'm taking points away, and this has nothing to do with the writers, the creators, anything, but with Marvel. Marvel is making collecting this book an absolute monstrosity. Oh, yes. This yes. is horrible. It has nothing, <laughs> again, this has nothing to do with, I want you to go buy this book. I think it's great. If you're a Punisher fan, you'll love this. But the way to collect this series is going to be, at best, asinine. At best. So, at the end of the issue, it's a one-shot. You're like, oh, cool. Well, that was a one-shot. And it says, next up, Punisher issue four on sale in July. Cool. Thanks for reminding me. And then down here, and it says, and look out for Punisher War Journal, not issue two. Not issue two of Blitz, not just Punisher War Journal, issue two, whatever the subtitle. None of that. No, no, no. Punisher War Journal, brother, issue one. Word? Is that going to be an ongoing? Can you file that? I don't. So what I'm going to have to, oh, what I'm going to have to do is this is going to be known I as. Think at least it lands in alphabetical order right now with brother. Brother comes after Blitz, yes, but that's how I'm going to have to do it. So it's going to be 2022 Punisher War Journal Blitz, and then Punisher War Journal Brother, and then whatever comes after that. No matter what the title is? It, well, hopefully it's, an a, it's not an A, so it yeah. can't go. It, hopefully they do something with a C. But yeah, that is unbelievably terrible, Marvel Comics. And we were talking with our friends 
at the comic book store about how this book is being ordered, and it is atrocity. It is it is atrocitous because she had to put in the order based upon how many people. Buy, oh, hang on, there's a note here. Uh, they are all one shots, but yes, a nightmare to collect. Exactly, and that's what uh, that's what the uh, folks at the um, comic book store. I didn't get your name. That might have been Danny from the comic book store. If it was, I apologize. I didn't see the name. I have to read the notes like this as they come in. But yeah, they're all one shots, but they're also number ones. Ah! As a collector nerd, that drives me insane. However, really great issue. Uh, if it wasn't so wonky, it might have been much closer to my pick of the week. But I couldn't go into the book with positive feelings, knowing that I have to, like, special order a request for a regular... Oh my god, it's so bad. But this, in and of itself, really cool. Loved the story within it. Fantastic. Um, I don't want to be too crazy, because I feel like we're starting to maybe get back into another Punisher renaissance, yeah. which happens every five to ten years or twenty years, where a bunch of people start writing Punisher again, and it's really, 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 really good. I don't, I don't want to jinx it, but so far I've got, I've got regular new Punisher as you know the fist of the hand, and now I've got Punisher War Journal, where he's the same character, and the stories are fucking badass. So, all right, moving on. Nocturna, or no, Noctera, sorry, I always screw that up. Noctera, issue 11. You remember how I've been telling you how I'm like, damn, man, we are like, we are like flying through this series. Like, this series must be wrapping up really soon. Yeah. Yeah, so I was wrong. Oh, okay, so big. <laughs> so big Scott Snyder. There. Scott Snyder does this. Okay. Where he, you think you already, uh, hang on. Oh, very happy to hear you enjoy it. Yes, oh, so that's the, that's the, that's the uh, writer. Uh, that is, um, I'm sorry, I'm going to get your name wrong. Uh, that's Torin. Torin is saying that. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent book. Fantastic. More, please. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, Noctera, I'm, I'm sitting there going, I'm like, hmm, I wonder if we're going to, like, wrap this book up really, really fast. Like, maybe it's only a 12-issue mini or something like that. So, and you at, never looked it up. No, no, I don't like, you I don't like, surprise. I don't like looking books up. Yeah. Every now and again, you know, the next, I'll, I'll read a book and the next, it'll say, you know, to be concluded. I'm like, oh, shit, the next issue is the last issue. Spoiler, that's what the next book I'm going to review is all about. At any rate, so I liked uh, I liked what I was reading in Noctera. I assumed the book was coming to an end. Like, it was going to be kind of like a 12-issue maxi. And maybe it still will be. Like, I mean, this is issue 11. But what we're setting up in issue 11, it's Scott Snyder doing his Scott Snyder stuff. Where he's like, I know you've been reading this one book. And it's been like this sort of like creepy, like, you know, very witches style of horror like horror action that you know me for and, and of course Tony S. Daniels art has been nothing short of just fantastic but I just assumed it was a short story huh. man in this issue we open up the concept of like so you know how the world is completely blackened out right Yeah. so we open up the concept of maybe and this creature has shown up a couple of times they've mentioned it a couple of times but there is like a void god called uh, like, like Nox or something um, and the void god is what created the blackness of the earth and it's transmuting everyone into you know weird versions of themselves and making monsters and all this other stuff well blacktop bill is apparently a disciple and a believer in this like void god and he wants the void god to come to earth and turn him into you know one of these gigantic monsters so he can rule the earth with his void god at his right hand basically be the the wrath of this void god so this book 
which started out just sort of being this like really like horror setting of a brother sister team up book where they go to you know change the world and save the day mm-hmm. is augmenting itself into like almost a a human versus god apocalypse style war that's about to like take place on earth mm-hmm. and it's setting up for at least well I would obviously there's going to be a minimum of one more issue I would assume but realistically speaking we're probably going to have an entirely new arc and out of that arc again it's Scott Snyder he might have like Scott reading Scott Snyder books is like trying to figure out the the right timeline in Marvel right now you know how they they've got the proper timeline and then all the multiverses split yeah. When I read Scott Snyder books, I'm like, I know what's going on. I know what's going. Oh, oh, no, no, we're off on this branch. Okay, okay. Oh, 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 oh. And the branches just keep branching and branching and branching. That's why I love his stuff so much. It, 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 you just you don't know where he's taking you, and I am on board. <laughs> nice. And now the penultimate oh. edition, Kaiju score steal from the gods. Almost my pick of the week. Almost didn't have my name in it though, so. <laughs> No, uh, it's actually, it's not my pick of the week because it is the Pant Ultimate Edition, and that usually means that the last issue is my pick of the week. I mean, it happens all the yeah. time. Okay. So, as you know, Elva Strange, Kaiju Score is all about um, a, um, uh, oh my god, I can't think of it. It was the whole episode of Rick and Morty. Uh, you know, son of a bitch, I'm in. What, what is that? Uh, 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 heist, heist. So these are heist books. These are heist books. And as with any good heist story... There's always a double cross, right? Uh-huh. It has to be. There's always, yeah. always a double cross. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> so, big one, huh? not not just big, monstrous. Oh. But it was very unexpected. Like I expected there to be a double cross. I expected you know the team to get double crossed by one of the guys that they trusted. That's heist. That's heist reading. That's heist books. That's that's to be expected. Why they double cross them though, and what the ramifications of said double cross are going to be? Oh man! Um, so as we know, in the world of kaiju score, kaiju exist, and they're basically treated like meteorological events. You try and get out of the way of them. They usually rise up out of the water. They cause some damage. They rise. They go back into the water. And when we read Kaiju Score Volume One, they were essentially hurricanes. It's how we treated them, and especially in Florida. Where people just got up, oh, up, oh, kaiju landing, everybody, kaiju landing, everybody get out of the city. We gotta evacuate. I'm not leaving. That giant lizard can't crush my house. That giant lizard crushed my house. That kind of stuff. <laughs> but that's what I love about. So, I'm a nerd, and I've always said when it comes to comic books, we as nerds we don't require uh, an understanding of why the thing is happening. We just need an explanation. You know, why can Wonder Woman fly? Well, her go- her father was Zeus, and Zeus is the king of the gods, so of course she can fly. And you sit there and you go, yeah, okay. And you, and you just accept that? Yeah, yeah. Of course. Well, if there's a green lantern and a yellow lantern, of course there would be all the lanterns of the color spectrum, and each of them would represent a different uh, uh, emotion. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, all right. Thank you, Bob. With kaiju score, the kaiju are just, you know, meteorological events. Oh, okay. But the rest of... Kaiju score takes place in our reality. It takes place in just regular old Earth 616. Um, so or, or Earth 1, depending on who you are. I loved it. I love this story. I love the idea that there's nothing weird or different or odd or bizarre. It's just the only like hiccup is that there's these giant 
kaiju running around or sleeping in this case. Remember, the whole point of kaiju score is they're drilling into the belly of one of the biggest kaiju to ever exist who's been kept in a constant state of slumber for like hundreds of years because if he wakes up again, it could be the end of the earth. And they're like, well, we don't want that. I do. Okay. And you're not going to believe it. Not quite my pick of the week, but a very good issue, too. Fuck this place, man! Man! This book's great. This book is <laughs> I like so how fun. That you've decided now that you're going with. Listen, if they, cover. if they keep putting the naughty cover as a, the cover B. That'll be the one that you get. How many fuck Fairyland books do you have, Elder Strange? Whatever one's Right, alright. So how dare you? How dare you? So. Fuck this place, or uh, I hate I hate this place. Is this really wonderful, like loving story of these two women who are trying to start a family, trying to start a life together, not necessarily a family, but they're both trying to save each other from the realities of living where they did, where both women had very difficult childhoods, as you might imagine, uh, and they found each other, and they found each other through means that we're not quite sure of yet, but it's alluded to in this book that the way they found each other might not have been all on the up and up there's just a little bit of a like a little what do you mean so they go to visit a uh, a, uh, a psychic because they've got ghosts and they're like well how do we deal with ghosts well you go see a psychic that's that's what they, they go see the psychic and the psychic's like i don't know anything about ghosts i can tell you your future though or i could read you your cards you need to go see a medium however and i can tell you about a medium but since you drove all the way out here do you want me to read your cards and um, one of the girls is like, I don't believe in any of this stuff. And the other girl's like, there's literally ghosts in our house. Okay, whatever. So the psychic looks at them and goes, for instance, I can tell you two met under mysterious circumstances. And uh, one of them sort of like shrugs this off as like, Pfft. and the other one's like, oh yeah, I was changing my tire and that's how I met her. And the uh, psychic goes, no, that's not it. And it's, that's all that's covered. That's all that's... So there's there's something else underneath all of this love story. There's 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 a little bit of sinister undertones. Like somebody was purposely trying to get in touch with the other? Yes. Like, like maybe... Like a, a cover-up? Well, not like a cover-up, but like maybe your tire didn't blow out accidentally. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like maybe like something like the situation was... Onyx, please don't attack my toys, buddy. Buddy. Those those are battle beasts. They're rare now. Get down. Could you could you grab one of the battle beasts for me so that I could coddle it and let it know it's okay? No, it's okay. Are you sure? It's fine. Okay, because earth beats water. Battle beasts. Fire, wood. Fire beats wood. Battle beasts. That was the entire commercial. I'm by the way, do it. huh? I'm gonna do it next time. Why? Those things are worth like fifteen <laughs> bucks each. Then I will never sell them. Anyway, so there's a lot of like interesting undertones, but what what's cool is. We live in a world where ghosts and monsters and all this other stuff are legit, right? Mm -hmm. So the woman says, "I'm going to read you your, I'm going to read you your, your your tarot." So she pulls out the first card, and it's the death card, and she's like, "Oh, don't worry about it." In tarot, death just means change. Yeah, like nothing really no means what yeah. you're, you're saying. So the second card she pulls out is the death card, and the woman, you know, the psychic's like, "Ah." So the third card she pulls out is the death card, and the girls ask like. How many death cards are in its deck of tarot cards? And she goes, one! And then her hands erupt. And all of these tarot cards that are all death cards just start shooting out of her hands and slicing her with paper cuts all over her hands. And she throws them out of her house with her hands bleeding. Wow. 
the story progresses from there. I'm not, I'm not going to give you too much more than that because <laughs> issue two I thought would be a lot slower than issue one and a lot less. But no, we're 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 all in. We are yeah. all in. There's a lot of crazy shit. So back when I first started reading this book, uh, I read it because I thought it was going to be an ongoing. Mm -hmm. Then they told us, no, it was going to be a six-issue mini anthology. And I said, oh, I'm not really into anthologies right now. I'll just keep reading it until I find an issue I don't like. Then it got to issue nine, and I'm like, oh my god, why am I still reading this book? And then it got to issue ten, and they did a follow-up, and it was like kind of part of the, uh, like the story changed from an anthology to like maybe an ongoing. And then it didn't. And then I got issue 11. And oh my god, the silver coin issue 11. Uh, this is written by James Tinney and the fourth. Of course it's written by James Tinney and the fourth. No wonder it's my pick of the week. And by Michael Walsh, of course, who does all of these issues. And this is one of the coolest self-contained horror stories I've ever read in my life, period. The so this is not part of the ongoing... I, I don't need that. No, no, just just like put that, it out of your head. Just, just fuck ago. it. Just, yeah, who cares? Just these are stories where the silver coin shows up and wreaks havoc. The end. Onyx, buddy, get off the computer. Jesus Christ, Onyx, crunch. Come here. Yeah, Gator. Ah, these cats. They will be the death of me. Hey, friend. All right. So the silver coin. It, just, just ignore the possibility of an ongoing story. Just screw it. It's over. Okay. In this story, a psychopath finds the silver coin. Or maybe just someone who understands its power. Mm. And he hands it to a lady who runs a diner. This is the mid-80s or maybe the late 70s, whenever Carrie was still available and, and uh, printed page. Um, and I know that because they make sure to reference the fact that the uh, waitress is a big fan of horror, and she's actually reading Carrie. And she's like, man, this is so fucked up. So you can see her actually reading Stephen King's Carrie, okay. which I think is cool. In this issue, it's just a little diner, a little mom-and-pop diner, who cares, right? And one of the patrons, the patrons leaves the silver coin as part of his tip. And he waves, and he goes outside, and he sits on a bench, and he opens up a journal, and he starts writing. And he's just staring. He's, he, uh, Michael Walsh does such a great job with how menacingly this guy is staring into the, uh, <clears throat> into the diner. His shit starts getting weirder and weirder and more screwed up. Look at that. Kind of looks like Simon Gotch a little bit, doesn't he? Yeah. Anyway, really, really, really cool. So what happens then is the old lady, her diner's failing, so she does what anyone would do. Uh, she assumes that it's a lucky coin. The girl who works for her says, yeah, that's a lucky coin. You should make a wish on it. So she makes a wish. And she says, tomorrow morning, I hope there's a line out the door of people who want to come in for breakfast, and I want them to be hungry. enough horror movies. So as <laughs> as you know, and again, this is not a new story. It's just told so beautifully. So the patrons show up. They ask for breakfast. They they get breakfast. Breakfast is ordered for them, and they start eating. And the cook, the line cook, who is here on the cover, is telling uh, is telling his boss, who is the owner of the restaurant. She's the main waitress. That he feels amazing. That he 
his hands are just going without his movement. He's making the, the greatest meals he's ever made. He's cooking eggs without even thinking about it. He's laying bacon on the griddle without even thinking about it. And then one of the patrons finishes their dinner, uh, finishes their breakfast, and like, I'd like another one, please. Give me another meal. And another meal. And another meal. And another meal. And they eventually eat themselves to death. But that's not enough, because only one of them's dead. And they run out of meat. And the, the guy falls into the kitchen. And the cook sees that he's running out of meat. And he looks over at this dead guy, and he goes, and he starts cooking him. And then it gets worse, 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 and then it gets worse. And it's such a great, like, you can walk, you you just, you know every beat that's about to happen. You know what's about to happen next. You know what's... That sounds like an awesome story. It was so good. And and the plot, the pacing, everything about this issue was... You can kind of see where things are going to go, but you also don't expect it once it happens, because you're like... You're like, there no, were, there no. were different paths this could have taken. Right. And it could have progressed in a different way, you know, this way, that way. So you're still surprised. And it's... Yeah, you're right. This art. Artwork. Michael Walsh does yeah. such an amazing job. Anyway, the Silver Coin issue 11 absolutely blew me away. It was unquestionably my pick of the week this week. I had lots of fantastic books on my sub. But nothing could draw me away from Silver Coin issue 11. If I had a negative to say about it, it does suck that these one-shot stories, these all-encompassing stories, it's an anthology. So mm-hmm. you do very, very, very much from issue to issue. I think, based upon what happened in issue 11, we might get a continuation of this particular story, maybe in issue 12. Or perhaps somewhere down the line, there'll be another issue written by James Tinney the fourth that picks up where this book leaves off. And as we're starting to get further and further away from the anthology concept, we're starting to get closer and closer to like a Black Mirror concept, where some of the stories do continue on down the road at some point, Hmm. but each story is a self-contained situation that happened therein. Interestingly enough, we also get a tiny sub-story at the back of the book, which is all about maybe perhaps where the birth of the coin comes from, or we're getting into maybe the origin of it called Dark Passage, where it it seemed very out of place and very, like, not part of this overarching story. It also does say to be continued in the next issue, so maybe the next issue is going to be the full version of Dark Passage? I don't know. Hmm. But that's kind of helpful, too. Or maybe that's how they're going to do, like, an ongoing about... Like, the ongoing is in the back of the book? Yeah. Yeah. And then each issue is its own separate, like, this is another story involving the Silver Coin... I don't know. It doesn't matter. Issue 12, I may hate it. Who's to say? But for right now, issue 11 is absolutely my pick of the week. So, Elle, if you want to put... So, it's an all-image week this week for us, as it's Silver Coin, issue 11, uh, and Homesick Pilots, issue 15, are our picks of the week this week. Uh, We will be back next week uh, on the 3rd of July, which has absolutely no meaning to us anymore. And that's cool, and neither does the Monday thereafter, or any other day uh, therein, because... Fuck it, until Halloween, I guess we ain't got shit to do in this country. So, for the incomparable Elle Lestrange, the original Angry Nerd Girl herself, I am the Sussman, Rick Sussman. We do want to make sure that we reference all of our great friends, uh, the Space Bastards, who had a fantastic con this weekend. I love seeing, I of course love seeing the Derek Puppet. Oh shit, we didn't even talk about Herogasm. We didn't even talk about Herogasm. That's how depressing this week was. 
We didn't even talk about the amazingness of Hero Gasm. It was very naughty. Um, I thought there would be more. Yeah. But yeah. 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 I guess you can't get away with as much. The way they built it up, I thought we were going to see a lot worse. Yeah. Or a lot better, depending on. Maybe it was just that one part when they opened the door. Now there's not that. That comparatively, um. that's just CGI anyway. Uh, but no, I. I, I don't know. At any rate, Hero Gasm was at least nice. It was. Yeah. It was, it was it was a nice escapism. And that's 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 what's been this week's entertainment. Escapism. So Space Bastards, Derek Puppet, uh, Bountiful Garden, Haven Furious, EricPalicki.com. Eric Palicki, you're the man. I love you. Uh, our sister show, The IndieCast, which is back up with a lot more episodes. Make sure you check out the WNRN for more IndieCast fun. Uh, Mad Cave Comics. Of course, AJ Schumacher, VG Comics, Clerk and Bow. AJ Schumacher, also uh, one of our long-term friends. Thank you for all your work, AJ. I'll talk to you soon. Until next week, again, I am the Sussman, Rick Sussman. For the original Angry Nerd Girl herself, we'll be back with more comics, hopefully some brighter news, and we will be back then. Oh, Elder Strange, you want to you wanna go ahead and hit the X button in the bottom left-hand corner? You started the show, you can end the show, too. Here you go. Say goodbye, El. Bye, El. You got to touch the, no, you gotta touch the yeah, see, see, every week, you give me shit for it, but it's harder than it looks. Poking sticks? Yeah, we'll poke and stick. Poke and stick. All right. Thank you, uh, audio-only friends. <laughs>